All right, all right. We're doing another episode, but before that, really quick, check this out. We're in San Antonio. It's a beautiful, sunny day. And over there, you see those cranes moving. They are building the new Frost Tower, which is the first uh, commercial office building here in downtown San Antonio since the 1980s. So that thing is moving along really quick. And I look at it, and it's like a new floor every day. I can't even get my rehab projects done as fast as those guys are moving. <laughs> uh, but we're here, episode seven. <clears throat> we're here with Aaron, and we have special guests, honored special guests, Victor Alves. With Shape of Homes. That's right. And we're going to be answering some awesome questions. We're going to be talking about what the best lead source is. We're going to be talking about uh, can you do wholesaling with no money? And what was the last one? To find the owners once you find the house. That's the secret sauce right there. So watch us in this one, episode seven. All right, we are here, officially here. Episode, what episode is this? Seven. seven. That's right, episode seven. And we have a starred guest. Yes. Our first guest <laughs> outside of Hillco. We're, we're with Victor Alves. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. So who are you, Victor? I see you representing. Yes, I am Victor Alves. My company is Shape Up Homes. And we also have another company called Poma. We are a local wholesaler, house redeveloper, flipper, you can call it whatever it is. Uh, we do a little bit of everything, so I'm And everything or yes. everything or <laughs> So I'm excited to be here. Well, <clears throat> this show is Ask Wholesale, where we answer questions specifically about wholesaling, uh, the ins and outs, the buyer side, the seller side, and you've done uh, quite a number of wholesale transactions. You've also bought a lot of wholesale transactions. That's true. So, so both sides. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a lot and, of insights. And you've landed. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And did lending too. Like so. we said, he's in everything. <laughs> <laughs> so everything. there we go. Yes. Okay, so this show we answer your questions, uh, mostly about wholesale. There's some fun ones in there too, so let's get into it. What's the first question? All right question? guys, the first uh, question from, from Facebook viewers, and guys, thank y'all for dropping your questions in the comments. If you have any more, drop them in there. Uh, but this question is, what is the best lead source uh, and marketing? Best lead source for marketing and lead source. I'll, I'll lead off on this one. Okay. All right. Okay. So my opinion, the best uh, lead source is any lead source where you get a phone number. Okay. Phone number is gold when it comes to real estate. The reason the phone number is gold is because uh, you have a higher chance of connecting with the owner. You're able to actually have a conversation with them and it can be a back and forth rather than a mail piece and you're waiting on them to respond to you. Um, but from a more specific standpoint, we do a lot of mailer uh, campaigns. We really like, um, we like combinations of lists. So uh, one that might be co-compliance, but also uh, like Aaron's talked about in past episodes, co-compliance, but then you go through and add another filter like uh, tax delinquent. When you do that and the, uh, the house or the owner is flagged in multiple lists and they're probably in a scenario where they'd be more than open to uh, negotiating or, or selling. So those are 
That's what I would say, yeah. generally. I think for me, the number one marketing is the marketing that you do consistently. Right. Like something that you are gonna be doing for a while, because marketing doesn't work only once. But I like to use like that, like obviously the one that if you get a phone number, that's like the best lead source you can ever get. But you have to think about the people. You have to, re when it comes to marketing, you have to reverse engineer your audience and figure out, okay, what type of house do I want to buy? What type of, you know, people am I going after? Own those types of houses, right? What type of things that can happen to them that make, might want them to sell the house to me at a discount? So if you put these three components in play, then you have a really like targeted list that's worth you spending money and marketing and advertising to. That's kind of how I do a lot of our businesses. I don't want to buy a, houses a lot on the south side so i'm not going to market as heavily on the south side as i do on the north north central areas of san antonio and so you kind of go like that and it makes your list better more di direct and uh, that's how i i see it but so it's a combination of knowing who you're marketing to but also knowing the type of leads you want yeah right. and your budget yeah budget's a big component yes <laughs> for me the only thing i have is uh my favorite and it's the cheapest is Facebook because Facebook is free. You know, just letting people know what you're doing. But another thing too that we started doing was if you see like a for rent sign, we started calling like those phone numbers and just saying, hey, you know, I have some questions about this house. They're like, oh, you want to rent it? And then you just tell them straight up, no, I'm actually in the market to buy. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, I'm not trying to sell this one, but you'll be surprised. They might say, actually, I'm not selling this one, but I have another one that I'm wanting to sell. Or they might know somebody. You'd be surprised people that, have a for rent sign they they probably own multiple houses <laughs> you just you never know unless you give them a call so i mean that's what we like to do too yeah by the way uh when you're calling those for rent signs the ones that are better are the ones that look like signs they made themselves compared to agent signs because right. then you're yeah. talking directly to owners or some in some instances directly to a property manager who can get you in contact with an owner or let you know about another client that might have a house for sale that kind of thing so yeah, yeah. That too. Another thing, another good lead source that's for free if you have access to the MLS is expired listings. Yeah, that's good. You can always get those, and if they already wanted to sell the house and they couldn't, there's a lot likelihood that they can get that they're still interested in selling. You just can't get the price that or anybody to buy it for the price they were looking, so they might really need to negotiate. So the question was like, what's the best lead source? It really is just like yeah. <laughs> there's no best lead source. Yeah, it's so like yeah. any deal, you, any any lead you can get a deal. Uh, but as a side item, I would say one of my favorites is just leads from other wholesalers. You know, a lot of people. Yep. Uh, some people don't do it. Some people don't uh, like working with other wholesalers, or you know, hey, you're marketing someone else's deal. Um, but I love that personally and the reason is because it does a few things number one they already got a contract which that's half the battle right yeah. there is getting the contract and they got the contract at an investment level price point which is wonderful um, we have a deal you can market it out you, you can basically find a buyer for this deal and boom you only had to do half the work which is wonderful the other thing is you're building a relationship with somebody else in town or somebody else that's in the market so that they'll give you the next deal or they might help move your deal and real estate is definitely a people business by far so um, building relationships focusing on people is a way that you can have longevity uh, in the business so we to buy too can yeah. buy, uh, buy several deals last year from wholesalers, so 
it's a great source for you. No cost to you per se, cost to them. But yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Like Excellent answers. Yeah. All right, we have another question. I, I totally agree. It's always <laughs> <laughs> so good stuff that comes out of this group. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. All right, the next one is, uh, all right, guys, you find the perfect house. Now the question is, how can I find the owner? Okay. So who wants to lead? Ooh, that, I, I'll let Marco lead on that one. Okay. Right, he's like, he's like eager to come out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, <laughs> okay, so to find the owner, there's a plethora of ways in which to do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first off, um, looking them up on BCAD, very standard, in our county it's BCAD, but looking them on your county appraisal district uh, is uh, going to be very important. And um, by doing that, you're going to find the owner's name and address typically. If there's a, a different address than the home that you're the subject property, then you can knock on the door just show up. Um, you can go to the subject property itself and talk to all the neighbors at least left, right, adjacent and across the uh, street. Getting information from neighbors is huge. Um, you can look up the property on MLS and see if it's been listed before and if it has then you have an agent that you can call and reach out to. You can do skip tracing services uh, which some of them are free. You can just Google um, a name uh, a name and an address, uh, a name and phone quotations, you know, you can do all kinds of different stuff to find contact information for the owner. Uh, and then, you know, in, if you look them up on the um, county website, like I mentioned, you can just send them mailers over and over and then they will reach out to you. But that's just like a handful of ways right there that you can yeah. find people. I think on. number one place to go is first thing, you find the house, go to Bear County, find information. I go a step further, if there's a different address, go to Bear County again and search that a specific address because sometimes they'll have multiple properties mm -hmm. and they'll like you'll see that that property is like most of them are going to one specific address and you know that that address is a, a good address to mail or to search for you to find if you're skip tracing for you to find the owner's uh, contact information but yeah like talking to neighbors I think he nailed it all the ones that I would say that you could do um, on it I, those are pretty good uh, the only one I didn't mention was uh, County Clerk too. You can look up, um, that's another county website. And that's where, that website is basically the online record source for all like legal documents. Uh, and so you can go there and look up that particular property or look up that particular person by name. And you can see uh, um, documents that are in relation to that property or that owner. And some of that will have different addresses. Maybe there'll be a lawyer contact info, which you know a lot of lawyers don't always give out the information on that <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, but you can get phone numbers and things like that. So uh, there's a lot of ways that you can do it. Uh, kind of picking back off what they said and kind of what you said, I I take the name, not the address. I take the name and I'll open like another link on BCAD and I put the name in. And sometimes like I don't know, 50% of the time they'll be like the same name with three addresses. And so then you know, okay, maybe they're staying in one of those addresses, or sometimes the, L the LLC, it'll say an LLC owns it, uh -huh. and I put the LLC in BCAT, and there's like 50 addresses that'll pop up. So obviously this is somebody big. It could be a potential buyer that you can find. I Googled them one time, and I found the address of an LLC, and I mailed it to their personal, to their personal uh, address. But another thing was the, the Bear County tax records. Mm -hmm. 
um, maybe the house is behind on taxes. If you go to, or if maybe it's not behind on taxes, but it is vacant. If you go to view bill, you can see who the last person was that paid the taxes. Sometimes that person's name is different than who owns it. So chances are they know who the owners are or they have some type of ties with that house. They might not own it, but they're paying the taxes on it for a reason. So you could look up that person's name on BCAT and send a, uh, send a letter to them or go knock on their door. Just be careful if somebody's name is Jose Garcia and you put that. I guarantee you're going to have a big list where you're going to have Well, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> or some very common That is name. true. Yeah, that is that's true. a great way. That's the tax, <laughs> tax assessor one. If you find the name there, that's a pretty good one to, to go after as well. <laughs> so, yeah. I haven't personally done this, but I or this Or Juan Bustos. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's a popular name. Uh, but he'll say he's number one. Yeah, he will. <laughs> um, but another way that I personally haven't done very much, but I know has been effective for others, is looking the name on Facebook. Uh, a lot of more people are doing that, and then you just send some Facebook messages, and then, uh, or you can try and find like relatives of the name, and then you know I've heard yeah. many people. Yeah, and with Facebook, with if you can find any piece of information like a phone number or an email. You can search search by email or phone number, and that way you can even go further than on the name as well. So like you can, if you find a free, you can go find the name, try to find something through the free records. If it gives you any address or any uh, phone numbers, just start plugging that on Facebook, and you'll be surprised sometimes people pop up. I haven't done it yet too, but it does work. It it works for me. Then this last one when I saw a firehouse. I put in just the address on Facebook and it popped up. You know, some dude taking a selfie and he's like, here's a, here's a throw, throwback picture of when we were at 7130 Timber Ridge oh, really? or whatever. And, uh, and uh, basically, I reached out to him and I was like, hey, man, like, I know you haven't, because it was a throwback picture. And I was like, I don't know if you know the, the owners by chance or what. Like, I don't know, maybe you introduced yourself when you sold it or what. And he was like, man, he goes, I haven't lived there in 15 years. How would I know him? And I was like, I don't know, man. You never know. I was like, it was. I, I, I know. I go. It was. It was worth a try. I was like, I yeah, just. Yeah. I, and I, then I told him what we did. Yeah. And he was like, okay. Well, if I see any houses, I'll let you know. Well, but yeah. I it mean, is. it was worth a try. I mean, you know. sure. No, yeah. That's. It never hurts to try. You always have to yeah. know. You always get the yes, right? Oh, another thing you can do. This is this is more in the lines of like uh, aggravating the owner to get you uh, mm -hmm. to get them to reach out to you. You can put a sign in their yard. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we've, we've done that before. We'll put signs in people's yards. Now, you'll get a lot of phone calls of people think uh, think that you're selling that house. That's true. But if yeah. it, the owner shows up randomly and sees the sign in the yard, he's going to be pissed off or she's going to be pissed off and call you or at least questioning it. Yeah. And then, boom, now you got a phone number. Now you, yes. get, now you can follow up. Yeah. The name of the game is how can you get the phone number for them or them to call you or the phone number for you to call them. That's mm -hmm. the get in touch with them somehow. Mm -hmm. Golden. Cool, I like that one. That was that was good. Yeah. That was good. All right. Good information. Yeah, good information. Uh, our other question is, and I, I kind of like this one. Do you need money to wholesale? So, who on? You can lead this one. I've well, <laughs> already started on twice. So Y'all got. I have a lot of things to say about that. So, do you need money to do wholesale? Do you need money to do a wholesale transaction? No. But do you need money to host, to do a wholesale or create a wholesale company? Yes. You always need money to market. You can do deals without marketing, without marketing dollars, but you're going to spend a ton of time. So it's a, it's a balance, time versus money. You, but you, 
in my perspective, if you do wholesale, do wholesaling, you have to have some kind of capital to do marketing. If not, you're gonna be basically at somebody else's mercy, basically. You're gonna have to have a ton of relationship with other wholesalers and try to move their properties a lot, and if they don't have properties that month, what happens, right? Like you just, you don't have a way to feed yourself, right? So I think a transaction per se, you need no money. You're just selling the contract, that's easy. But to do wholesaling as a business, as you being the wholesaler, you need money for marketing every time. That's my perspective. I would, well I was gonna say kind of what we were talking about in some other questions, just piggybacking off of other wholesalers would probably be the only way you don't need money um, because maybe you might have one wholesaler that just knows a lot of buyers. You know, he really doesn't, you know, and he wants to wholesale and all he knows is buyers, but he doesn't have any money. And so you, this wholesaler could go to another wholesaler, hey man, I got all these buyers, I'll give me some deals. And then it kind of, and then eventually he can make enough money to market on his own. But that's really the only thing I could think of as far as, but yeah, you, I agree, you need some type of money for marketing. So let me just kind of uh, reiterate what Victor just said. So this is yeah. like this is like really important. So if you want to like zoom in and emphasize this, let's make that happen. Okay. So what Victor just said is critical, and I made this mistake myself personally. I have been wholesaling for a long, long time. Okay, and I was actually proud of the fact that most of my deals, pretty much all of my deals, I didn't spend any money to acquire them, and I didn't spend any money to push them out and actually close them. The problem with that is you are thinking too small. You are not thinking about how can you make this a business? What you're instead doing is thinking about, well, how can I just bring in the next bit of money? How can I close the, the next deal? And you're thinking as if it's a job. If you are trying to go to the next level, if you are trying to improve, um, what you need to do is spend money to improve frequency and consistency. And by increasing frequency and consistency, you are able to move from one level to the next level. And if you want to have that consistent growth, that's what you need to do. When I started taking that seriously and changing my mindset in that realm, I went from a one-person guy that was wholesaling here and there to building a team to where we were doing a higher volume on a consistent basis. So plan ahead. Think through how can you use marketing dollars effectively. When you make money, don't spend it all. Put some of it aside and build up to where you can uh, start growing so that you can move to the next level. And every little uh, piece, if you do it right and you have that mindset, will become a snowball effect. Hilco Homes was built on the concept of I need to start putting money into my business. And at the time, the business was me. But utilizing dollars to market effectively, to uh, acquire properties, to sell properties, and just to build the business in general is what you need to do to go to the next level. So make sure you're doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Loved it. Boom. I'm not even a second with that. That was a really good like just made back my R2 answers yeah just rewind it like three times before <laughs> yeah it's really good. Right. That's for the people mainly that have been wholesaling for a little while that, you know, haven't really been thinking at the next step. They're just trying to get the next deal. It's not so much for the new person, but the new person too, you yeah. need to be thinking, how can I get there as soon as possible? Maybe your first deal, you make three grand. Can you put two grand of it to the side and then 
use that as your catapult you know you need to be thinking of this now when I started my business I I set a percentage aside of how I was gonna get paid from my deals and how I was gonna reinvest the rest into my business and it being uh, marketing CRM whatever it is to kind of make my business better every single time so I figured an amount that I would I was averaging making on a deal I would get that money and I was okay this goes to me everything else goes back to the business because the more money you put back in your business the faster it will grow and the less and less time you're going to be spending on your business and you can start hiring people building teams and then you can start focusing on strategic things and that's when it becomes a little more fun honestly yeah. I love still going to meet with sellers and stuff like that but working the strategic part of it is really really more uh, fun and exciting it's that's the classic working in your business rather than on your business yeah, the e-myth there you go perfect yeah. <laughs> Cool guys, that was good. All right, so that was got serious for a second. What about a fun one? We have a fun question. It did. Um, All right, guys, we have like a funny question that we're doing. I think we've done favorite sports teams. We've done favorite vacation spots. So this one's actually they want to know what our favorite movie is. My favorite movie, honestly. I think to me a favorite movie is a movie where you're flipping through the channel and no matter what part or what you have to stop and you just have to stop what you're doing and watch it to me that's what a favorite movie is and for me my favorite movie or movies is Back to the Future all the Back to the Futures oh, yeah. like that's one of those movies that do you have a favorite out of those three it's Ooh. gonna be part two part two okay. why because the hoverboard because the hoverboard got you, man. <laughs> the hoverboard got you. <laughs> it was just, that one had a little bit of everything in it it was my favorite but that's one movie like I could be busy as heck, and then that movie, that movie's on. I'm like, oh, I just stop it. I'm gonna watch this because it's my favorite movie. Yeah. But that's mine. I don't. Uh, that's a good choice. I like that. What about you? No, I'm a big movie watcher, but I'm like, I have very few that are favorite favorite movies. Um, I think if I can think of two, I love sales movies. So Wolf of Wall Street. It's new, it's but I just love the whole story. Not we it's have, crazy. We have a microphone. You can like yeah. bang your head with it. <laughs> I just love the, the, the yeah, he does excitement it, right? yeah. and, like, and all the, if you really go scale down, you can kind of see their sales process throughout the movie. Like, that's kind of weird. But a weird that a lot of people say that they don't like and I really enjoyed and I'll watch it over and over again is uh, the butterfly effect. A lot of people don't like the movie. I liked it. Especially because it of the Aston Kutcher. Yeah, really a lot of people don't. But I love that movie. They're like, where are the jokes, man? Where are the jokes? (laughs) Going back and forth in in your life, that was for me, was was life changing for me when I first watched this. That's why I think it stuck with me so much. So I don't really have favorite movies, um, but or a favorite movie, but I do have fun, some that I enjoy. I kind of lean more on the action side. I really like Gladiator. I think that's a badass movie. I really like The Matrix that was really cool and pretty influential at the time. Uh, But when you said one that you're flipping through the channels and you gotta stop, uh, that made me think of uh, Coming to America. Like if Coming to America's on TV, I'll totally stop and watch it. I've never seen that one. Yeah, I've only seen bits and pieces. I like Pan's Labyrinth. I thought that was a cool movie. That's one that's a little bit different, underrated. That's what I would say. Cool. So tell us your favorite movies. Yes. What do you got? What do you like? Are you an action person too? Or are you like a more comedy or what? You flicks. 
They watched him all the time. There's some good <laughs> nothing wrong with them. That's right. <laughs> You'll be watching a lot more now with Mila in the picture. Yes, and not a lot of little kids movies too. How, how old is Mila now? She is going to be almost four months, like ah. a week or two. Exciting. Getting big. Yes, she is. They grow so fast. <laughs> now they're paying attention to stuff, so you have to be careful what you're doing. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Well, that was good. I loved it. That was solid. I enjoyed it too. Good. So, this is what would really help us. We hope we have given you value, something that would be impactful that can help you with your wholesaling business. But if you can help us by liking uh, this video, commenting, throwing some questions our way, mentioning what your favorite video is, you can reach out to Victor and all of his stuff too. He's got a ton of Facebook pages. We can have them pop up somewhere right here. And um, also follow our page, Hilco Homes. We put out a new episode every single week and we're trying to get more content you, to you. And you also get to follow our shenanigans here uh, as we're taking real estate day by day. So thanks thank guys. You. Thank you. Appreciate yes. your time. Victor, you I appreciate you being here, man. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. We'll see you on the next one. Later. Hey, how's it going? I'm Juan Bustos, Acquisitions Manager with Hilco Homes here. Um, and what we are is basically just a wholesale company. Um, and we're looking for quality individuals to join the team. Uh, and I wanted to give you a little bit of a background as to why I joined and why I'm still continuing to uh, on this path with Hilco. Uh, a couple years ago, I wanted to get into real estate. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no clue how to even start. And uh, I reached out to my partner, Marco, and we uh, uh, started working together. I, all I did was ask for some advice and his willingness to help and guide me was a huge uh, help throughout this entire process. And um, we kind of forged that into a partnership. We started bringing on some more people and uh, I went from trying to negotiate a thousand dollar deal to uh, you know, picking up, trying to negotiate 56 units, which is going to be one of our biggest deals if we can lock it down and get it done. A couple of years ago, I would have never even thought about trying to negotiate 56 units. Uh, but with the teamwork and guidance that I received at Hilco from Marco, from the other team members, um, I was, I, I'm able to even contemplate that. And, and, and that's growth right there just by being part of a team. Because um, we don't want, we don't just want to have individuals be acquisitions or sales or whatever it may be. We want people to grow into investors. We want people to grow as people so that they can accomplish what their goals are. So if you want to join us, if this is where you think, if you think this is going to be a good fit for you, reach out to us on Facebook, um, inbox us, email us, whatever it may be, and uh, we'll uh, get you started on the hiring process.